the outpouring of support from people living with ALS um, has been incredible. And those who, who lost someone to ALS, I've gotten, we've gotten tons of messages from people. We're so excited for it and it's gonna be an amazing day. We can't wait. Hello to all and welcome to Connecting ALS. I am Mike Stevenson, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by my colleague, Jeremy Holden. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Mike. How you doing this week? Great, thanks. We are buzzing about today's show because it is April 1st, and this year that means it is opening day around Major League Baseball, which of course has fans around the world thrilled to see their favorite teams back in action. But Jeremy, we had a chance to hop on a call with Chuck Haberstroh and Adam Wilson to talk about another big day on the MLB calendar, and that's Lou Gehrig's day on June 2nd. Yeah, big development in baseball. And of course, Mike, I, I know like a lot of folks, I'm, I'm thrilled to have baseball back and a certain sense of normalcy that is, is kind of creeping back into our lives. Yeah. But you're right, this year, even more special for the ALS community with the development of Lou Gehrig Day. Mike, I know up in Minnesota, you guys have developed a, a great relationship with the, the ball club up there. And ALS Association chapters across the country have developed a deep ties with their, their local teams. Those ALS Awareness Days that have been central to the audience for, for years. But now we see a day where all of Major League Baseball is going to get together and help raise awareness for the fight against ALS. So it was uh, fascinating to hear from Chuck and Adam about how this all came to pass. It's a huge win for the ALS community and uh, for the movement and to hear firsthand about the grassroots element uh, that really started this was very cool. I want to note before we get into the interview that Adam Wilson is living with ALS and was uh, very much part of preparing this episode. But since his disease progression has taken his voice, he opted to have Chuck speak on his behalf about their involvement in the Lou Gehrig Day Committee. So let's listen back now to that conversation. We're on the phone today with Chuck Haberstroh, who alongside Adam Wilson, co-chaired the committee that is making Lou Gehrig's Day a reality across Major League Baseball on June 2nd of this year. Chuck, thanks for taking the time to join us on Connecting ALS. Well, thank you so much for having me and, uh, me and Adam here. It's great. Yeah, it is great having you guys with us. And it's appropriate that we're talking to you this week with the MLB season officially getting underway. And I'm sure you guys are still receiving celebratory messages from members of the ALS community about the Lou Gehrig's Day announcement. But let's start from the beginning with you, Chuck. Some of our listeners may be familiar with your family's story and the amazing work that you've done to raise awareness for ALS. But could you explain kind of why you got involved and how the committee for Lou Gehrig's Day came to be? Absolutely. So my family, back in 2017, my mom, Patty, was diagnosed with ALS um, in October after experiencing symptoms for, you know, you got to say whether... She may have lied at the time, but maybe something like nine to 12 months prior to being diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And when she got word that, yes, indeed, it was ALS, which we were all hoping it wasn't, she said, well, listen, I've had an amazing life. I've got grandkids. I'm, I'm, I'm a lucky person. You guys need to figure out a way to raise awareness and funding for finding cures and treatments for younger people affected by this disease mm -hmm. that we all know is devastating. So we put our thinking caps on for a couple months and the family, which is, you know, six of us in that, in, you know, my mom and dad and four, four children, not including all the grandkids and cousins and everything else. 
the six of us got together over Christmas and said, how do we raise awareness kind of in a viral way? Uh, and my brother, Tom, who at the time was working for ESPN covering the NBA, kind of threw it out there that maybe we could eat peppers and much like the ice bucket challenge, mm-hmm. raise, you know, basically challenge three people to do it. And if they do accept, then they'll do the pepper and continue the chain. And if they, they don't, then donate $100. And the, the charity of choice for us, for my mom, because of how close she was with the people there was ALS TDI. Mm-hmm. Uh, therapy development institute up in boston so that's how we got introduced to the als world is through the pepper challenge um that went viral we got you know kelly clarkson Shaq, Charles yeah. Harvey, uh, a bunch of celebrities it was awesome to track my mom like we really raised her spirits and yeah so so basically through that initiative we got introduced to a bunch of people within ALS space, you know, people living with the disease, advocates, um, and so on. We kind of were introduced to a bunch of people. And through that, we met Brian Wallach, who was diagnosed around the same time, and some of the most amazing people that I've ever met in my life, including uh, Adam, who's on this call, but ALS has taken his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam B. Wayne, who's Brian Wayne Galantine, and I kind of put together a small group that decided, you know, based on a text message, just a random one in the middle of the night from B. Wayne saying, you know, why isn't there a Lou Gehrig Day across baseball, much like, you know, Jackie Robinson Day or or Roberto Clemente Day? Mm-hmm. And so, so that's kind of where our story started. And it just got more amazing from there. But yeah, we, we it, it's just a bunch of people who think that there is a cure. There are cures and treatments coming down the pipe, but we just need to raise awareness to make people understand the brutality of this disease and that it truly affects the best of us. Really inspiring story about the how you all came together around this this idea. Obviously, Major League Baseball has a long history of, of awareness around ALS and, of course, the legacy of Lou Gehrig, so intertwined. And, and you know, teams over the years have had uh, individual awareness days. Talk a little bit about the power of having a, a single day where all of baseball is going to to celebrate and honor the legacy of Luke Gehrig and, and focus attention on the continued fight for treatments and a cure. Yeah, no, I, I think it's huge. The the and you know, we are just we are just on the backs of people who've tried this before. You know, the Frady's family, the uh, Michael Goldsmith who started the two thousand nine Lou Gehrig Day that was across baseball for one year. He got that done all by himself, basically, Michael Goldsmith, mm-hmm. and passed, passed away a couple months later. And so what we found when we did our research early on in this, in this, uh, in this journey is that, you know, the baseball wanted to do something, but the people that were pushing for it would pass away because they were affected by ALS. And so it never really got the momentum that it needed. Part of the issue was getting all the 30 teams involved first. So early on right. in our in our research, we spoke with Boog Shambi, who's a big ALS advocate in baseball, who lost his best friend from high school, Tim Sheehy, to the disease. He basically said, listen, the only way baseball can make something like this happen is if all the franchises agree to it first. Mm. And so that was our mission for, for I, I can see Adam smiling right now. It was probably, you know, we started in June loosely of 2019. And it took us till October of last year to finally get all 30 teams involved. And what that meant 
was that baseball had to say yes. You know, they 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 needed the buy-in of all the teams, and they knew that once we knew that once baseball said yes, this was going to be a huge thing for the ALS community overall. So our goal in this, and you can check out our website lg4day.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the the goal was to raise awareness regionally. So each one of these franchises have, like you mentioned, they have a, a relationship with a local org. It's something like before we started this, it was something like two thirds of the teams have an ALS Awareness Day that in some way either benefits or highlights ALS, you know, for the regional team. We wanted to amplify that and make it a bigger statement regionally. So uh, we could take one, for example, let's say the Cincinnati Reds where Adam, Adam lives in Cincinnati. Cincinnati Reds have an awesome ALS Awareness Day every year that they bring via their local ALSA chapter. They bring in people affected, caregivers and family members of people affected by ALS. Adam's been to the game and it's a great day. The only issue we found was that the ALSA chapter was is sometimes paying for that day for the tickets. Mm-hmm. We said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could get a buy-in from baseball, from the teams to, you know, at the very least sponsor that kind of thing so that also chapter in Cincinnati can spend their money more wisely on helping people in the area with the disease, you know, equipment and, and so on. Right. So you take that, you multiply it by 30, 30 teams, and um, you really are, are starting something very cool. And each, as, as, as we all know, each city is completely different, right? So, we have, um, I know the, the the New York Mets. They're very close with Project ALS, and mm-hmm. the the uh, like San Francisco Giants. They're close with ALS TDI, and also the Golden West chapter of ALSA. So, in order to to make this work, you have to do it at a more granular level and support all the awesome organizations that are helping people living with this disease, whether it's by finding cures and treatments like ALS Cure Project out in Oakland, um, which is run by Mike Piscotti, whose son plays for the A's, or it's helping people with the disease every day, which is something that also is really good at, and Project Main Street, which Boog Shambi's part of, and, you know, it goes on from there. So on our website, as we went through this, we added the 30 teams slowly, and then it was like a sprint at the end. Mm-hmm. But we also added all these different ALS organizations because we felt it was important that the ALS community come together yep. to make this really a powerful day nationally uh, as well. It is such an impressive effort and and so collaborative. And that, I think, as you were talking about just now, is the coolest thing to see everyone come together in this way. And it started with this kind of small grassroots group of you all and has now blossomed into something that's going to be very big and very powerful for the ALS community. Thinking about as we get closer to June 2nd, and we're just in opening day for baseball this week, so we got a little bit of time yet, I'm sure individual team plans for the day are probably still in the works but kind of what are your expectations around the league uh, for that day? And are there things that people can do at this stage? Uh, we mentioned the website, but things that they can do to prepare or engage, or should they expect to hear more soon? So there are going to be patches worn by all Major League Baseball players that day that have Lou Gehrig's likeness and ALS on them, mm. uh, you know, details of which to come shortly. Then, you know, there's going to be opportunities for those local organizations to really amplify what they do via their stories locally. So one of the big things we're trying to do is match up 
people living with ALS, their families, caregivers, with those teams. So, for instance, again, I'll use Adam. Adam is going to be at Cincinnati for their their Lou Gehrig Day and is going to be able to, to tell his story through the regional sports network there, through inside the stadium, and so on. So the idea would be we want every team to have a local connection mm. because as I'm a Red Sox fan, uh, you can't see because we're not videotaping this. <laughs> I got, I got a trot Nixon jersey behind me, my favorite Red Sox of all time. But anyway, um, the, the idea would be for Boston, even though they're not home that day, they can, they can tell stories of people living with ALS and explain where we're at. And that the bottom line is if Lou Gehrig was diagnosed today, he gets the same diagnosis and prognosis, sorry, that he would have gotten 80 years ago. And that's just not acceptable. Mm. So where that's going to be the message is to honor Lou Gehrig because, uh, you know, as we've gone through this, as, again, as a Red Sox fan, it's been kind of hard to, to truly love Lou Gehrig. As, <laughs> I've grown to love him over the last couple of years, but he, you know, the idea of Lou Gehrig was he's the best of us. He's the best first baseman that ever played. He was at, he went to Columbia for baseball and football. He, um, didn't have to, obviously. He was such a good baseball player, but he wanted to work on his education. And when he retired, he worked for the for the city of New York to help children. Mm. You know, it wasn't, it isn't just baseball. It's the man and and this idea that ALS strikes down the best of us, which is something that I've learned. And I'm sure as you've done these these podcasts, you've learned as well. It is a brutal disease that we need to find cures and treatments for as soon as possible. And we think Lou Gehrig Day is going to raise that awareness to make things like that happen. And not just this year, but every year going forward, June 2nd will be Lou Gehrig Day at, for uh, Major League Baseball. Talk to us a little bit about that day. Why, why June 2nd? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So when we were first going through this, we were, you know, the, his speech was on a day that, you know, may be taken already, which is, you know, 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were doing our research again, you know, trying to trying to hit every every part of this that we could so that, you know, part of our thing was so that we made it really hard for Major League Baseball to say no, was that we we check every box. And one of the boxes was, you know, let's not let's not leave it up to baseball to decide the day. Let's come, let's have a day. Mm. And what it didn't take us very long. We looked and, you know, he took over for Wally Pip to start on June 2nd. And he also died on June 2nd. Mm. And one thing that, that became clear from somebody in our group, and, you know, this is a very, you know, sobering disease, obviously. The, we lost six of our 27 members of our group to ALS in just a, two years, less than two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Six, six. And so we're, we're very much aware of the fact that, you know, when he died, may have been a date that was important to him. You know, the, this disease is a way that has a way of people deciding when their time is up, kind of. And that was brought to us by someone who was a caregiver to someone with ALS. And we didn't even think about it until later on in our mission that, you know what, that June 2nd is a very important day for whatever reason for Lou Gehrig. And so that, that day was important to us. And baseball, when we told them, they completely agreed. And so we're, that'll be the day going forward every year. This year was a little a little different in that it's not a full schedule on June 2nd. Right. And so those teams that aren't playing on June 2nd 
are going to have their day on June 3rd, which is uh, just for this year, because hopefully in future years, it'll be a full slate of games. So like the, the San Francisco Giants will have their day on June 3rd, only because they don't play June 2nd, and then they, they have a home game June 3rd. So this year, because the schedule makers made their schedule before this was announced, that's how it's going to work. But in future years, full slate, June 2nd, to honor Lou Gehrig. That's fantastic. And I know fans are so excited to have baseball back and be on a close to a, a normal schedule, a regular schedule, what they do each year. And knowing that June 2nd is going to be Lou Gehrig's day every year, as you and Jeremy were just saying, it's a really, really powerful thing. And we can't overstate how important this effort was. And it's clear how much work uh, that you and Adam and the committee put into this and uh, the the results are truly remarkable. Uh, thank you again, Chuck and Adam, for all of your work in making Lou Gehrig's Day a reality. No, thank you. And um, I honestly, I'm, I'm just a voice. Adam is really the, I say the man behind the curtain. He's an incredible ALS advocate and putting these some of these things together was a Herculean task that only he could have handled. Well, as you said at the top, Mike, uh, one more day to look forward to on the baseball calendar. And uh, this year and and every year going forward, June 2nd will now be Lou Gehrig Day for the baseball community. So I really want to thank Chuck and Adam again for spending their time to walk us through how this all came to be. A cool story, and we can't wait to celebrate that day. There's plenty of baseball action to watch today, uh, but I know we'll be keeping a close eye on the calendar as we get closer and closer to June 2nd, and we will try to keep you posted here on the podcast about some of the plans that Major League Baseball has for Lou Gehrig's day. That will conclude this week's episode. Be sure to give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for all the latest content, and subscribe on your favorite podcast service or at connectingals.org to make sure weekly episodes keep hitting your inbox. We also really appreciate reviews in those spaces if you're able to take the time. This episode is produced by Garrett Tiedemann of the ALS Association's Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota chapter. Thank you all for listening. We'll connect with you again soon. 